Hello, welcome to the final word. Everton 3, Newcastle United 0. The Premier League, a huge win for the Toffees last night. One that takes them out of the relegation zone. Just a couple of weeks after being placed in the relegation zone by the bad match of the Premier League. Hang on, before we start, happy birthday to Ped. It's okay. Ped's birthday. Hello. Come in, give up his day to come in. <sighs> Always big 55 now. Well, well no, I, the Premier League gave me a points deduction, so it's only that's 45. Good. That's good. You know, fair play to um, Jack, big win. Big win. Massive win. I think easily best performance of the season so far. Probably best performance of the last few seasons. You know, you don't want to get carried away, but it was a massive win. Well, you got getting carried away. Really yeah. like you know what? Maybe I am, but if <laughs> if we can be happy about anything, we can be happy about that because we know Newcastle are a good side. We know mm. we've got the injuries and the busy schedule. On paper, they still had a better team than us, and to win, but not. I I think mm. they did, mm. but not just to win, but to win three nil as mm. well. You know, everything you want from an Everton performance at home, blaze under the lights as well, intense in the face. You know, crowd up for it as well. It's. It's what everyone talks about but doesn't always get when mm. we speak about, you know, those intense Everton performances and, you know, we did it last night. Ped, I mean, they started with that intensity, <clears throat> the one I wanted to see against United didn't quite happen. But when we do start fast like that at home, it engages everybody, the crowd and everything. I thought Newcastle struggled for the first 10 minutes with Everton's intensity. Yeah, I think especially with people were a little bit... Not down, maybe down's not the right way, but a little bit like, oh, when they seen the team mm. and obviously it was forced, a forced change. Nothing you can do about that, but you look, you know, you've seen the team, seeing Ashley play right midfield, Seamus right back and Jack Harrison playing midfield. It's a bit like, oh, don't know what we're going to get tonight. Mm. And almost maybe thinking, oh, yeah, this might be one of those nights, but but not putting any pressure on mm. because of the injuries. So, yeah, to start the game um, on the right way, not conceding after a minute and a half. Bonus. Always good. Yeah. Always a bonus. Not conceding the goal of the season. Yeah, either. yeah. That's help. always up. And also, also fully focused. So you're not away from what happened against Manchester United, which mm. we had to do. But not maybe not that pressure there. Mm. That obviously we had to, obviously we had to do that against Manchester United with to show our feelings. We have to continue to show our feelings. But maybe it was a bit more relaxed in a general. And I certainly after Forest, I certainly felt really relaxed about mm. it going into the game, thinking. They're not great away from home. They, they look stretched, the bench, and I was just thinking, yeah, I'll get off to a good start, try and keep them quiet, and that's what we did. I mean, it was amazing, considering how calm the atmosphere, you know, with it being mm -hmm. almost like a war zone, that, oh, you know, yeah. Sky weren't able to come over yeah. to cross the water. Yeah. They have to have that moat called mm. the Mersey to keep them, the reporters safe, so Everton did mm. well. Mm. Yeah, the fans did well to yeah. negotiate that, you know. Um, yeah, but no, you're DMV. absolutely right. I on the way the game, Zach was like, "What's your reckon?" And he said, "I, you know, I could feel win." And I was like, "Yeah, I fancy us, like, but it'll be tight. If we win, it'll be a two-one because these they are stretched and we are playing well." And the big, the big thing is, you look at the lead table before the game. You're like Everton in the bottom three, but the reality was Everton are a mid-table side yeah. this season. That's where they are. And ironically, at the end of the game. Everton would only be six points behind Newcastle yeah. if, it, if it was how it is. So we're quite clearly better than where we are in the league table. But that start to me just encouraged me massively, the fact that we were on the front foot and they were 
looking a little bit. They didn't get any kind of rhythm. Listen, they got injuries. You've got to play on that. But that side beat Manchester United at the weekend and was really good. I watched the game. They fully deserved to beat United. And when Everton start with an intensity, you can engage the crowd a bit and it, it gives them that extra little bit of, uh, I don't know, extra few percent. You have to press and, and get after Newcastle, which I thought he did really well. Yeah, and it was very encouraging to see them, you know, play on the front foot mm. as well. Obviously, Newcastle had their chances as well. And, you know, the opening minutes were a bit end-to-ends. But, like you say, when you see that team, you come out and you think, ah, oh, you know, basically got two right-backs on the pitch and you know the core he might be a bit more restrained because Harrison's taking his place but you know we were on the front foot and you had both the core I and Idrissa Garnagay as well making runs into the box and you know mm. Young having a better game higher up the pitch maybe that's something to look at Coleman actually being able to go past them as well his mm. delivery wasn't great at times but having the option stretch yeah. Newcastle and gave us that option on the ball didn't it and allowed us to play with a bit more attack and purpose and that just fed into everything we wanted it to be Pad. Jack's right there because I did think, you know, obviously Seamus' first game since May, but he, he was getting beyond their fullback. Yeah. And even if he didn't always get the ball, he was an option. There was one quite early on where he got it and he went across yeah. and cut inside. And okay, his left foot, the he put it into the danger zone, he cleared it. But having a fullback who goes beyond the winger just gives you that extra little bit, doesn't it? You could see which one was a right back last night. Yeah. You could see, you know, mm. Ashley Young is not a right back. He's, mm. he's converted there because of. As you know, gets to all of us when we play football, you <laughs> yeah. end up going further back. Um, but Seamus has been doing that for the whole of his career mm. and he knows how to do it. And all he's done is done it a little bit less in games. Mm. And he's also a very good, turns into a very good defender as he's got older as well. Mm. So it was, it's probably easier for him to understand that role because it's not easy, it's in instinctive. We saw when. Seamus when his younger days when he played right midfield and he didn't know how to make runs. Didn't yeah. know where to go. Because no, no. his instinct was to was to run from deep and overlap and suddenly he's, as he come to fit, play further up, uh, he couldn't do it. So he, he's, he knows how to play that role and all it is for him is knowing when to go and when not to go and obviously who he's up against. And I thought those two played really well last night and really um, stopped certainly Anthony Gordon from doing anything and, and when there was a swap over. And they just didn't get any joy out of them. And that showed even more when Nathan Passon came on. I think Nathan Passon touched the ball eight times when he was on the pitch and one of them was an assist. Mm -hmm. So that showed how much, how well we worked um, after seeing a full-back because Michael Enkel on the other side was brilliant again. And they kept them really quiet. Yeah, you... I think one thing you highlighted as well was the defensive benefits as well when we did oh, yeah. to sit back more and... We know that Newcastle left side before they moved Gordon yeah. over. They've got Gordon with a lot of pace, Livramento, fast and yeah. strong. So, you know, two older players on our right-hand side, I think they dealt with that really yeah, well as absolutely. well, dealing with these young, fast athletes. Absolutely. Being impressed with Michalenko of late. He, I he have. Looks, I have. No, but what I, I mean have. like that, he looks like he's, a, he looks to me like he's a yard quicker. Yeah. And that can only be down to the fitness team and, and uh, the management team. But I think he's looking a lot more confident and he looks a lot more like he knows what he's I, doing. I mentioned this last night on, on one of my, on my player ratings. He, he's Andy Dufresne, isn't he? He's come through that pipe full of we-know-what and he's on the beach now. He really has because this mm. is a player, I, it's clear, very clear, he didn't think he was ever going to be good enough. Mm. Um, but he's, it's almost like he's he's gone through those experiences, like obviously half a season... Um, under Frank Lampard, and then and then the, then a full season last season, and both relegated. And if it, it's it just looks like he's learnt on the job, which is which is 
obviously what you want footballers to do. Not every footballer does it. Not mm. every footballer develops. Mm. I think we've watched them develop. He looks bigger. He looks. He certainly looks fitter. Mm. He certainly looks like he's massively benefited from from um, bike fitness. Mm. And yeah, like yeah, he's made me eat my words. I, 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 he does. Thing you've just said there, he looks so much more comfortable mm. in what he's actually doing. Mm. So there was one last night where it was at the Gladysee, Pickford pinged one at him. And I think maybe last season it would have like he would have maybe even just let it go, just like oh what would do here? Mm. He took a touch, and then he knocked it on, and mm. it was there's no complications at all. There was one last night, I think it was second half where I think it was actually in the move with the third goal, where he he, he got the ball and someone right on him, and he just spun back and went back, and it's mm. just like those little moments where you can't really quantify how important they are. Whereas maybe in other maybe in last couple of seasons he would have like panicked or. Well, you know, it would have got the better of him. Mm. Whereas now he looks a lot calmer. The fitness thing, I think, is hugely important. I think he just he looks bigger as well. Mm. He looks stronger, and um, he's turning into a really good, a really good all-rounded player. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's made me eat my words, and I've got no problem in saying oh, that. But that's what you want, don't yeah. you? You want players. To, it, there's this thing that you people think you want players to fail. You, you want players to be brilliant. Yeah. So all you want, and I think he has. Listen, I've always thought he was. Really good one v one. Yeah, that was his, that's what his times. that's what his game was, was based on. He was a defensive fullback, and mm. I think it was worse for him because he came in. We seen Luca Dean against City. The other yeah. night was unbelievable for Villa, and he come in after Luca Dean, and we had Baines who was incredible, and then we went to Luca Dean who was very good. So the the drop wasn't really you know there wasn't big noticeable, but there was a huge noticeable effect when Luca Dean went and Michalenko come in because they were just so different. But I think now. What we're seeing is, yeah, he's very good 1v1, but we're also seeing him play the other way. There was a couple last night, Pickford pinged to him, he just took it on his chest and went with the ball, and it's such a great output. Strength, he is trying to go forward a bit more. We had the ball on the right and he was in the box. It was things like that where last season and early on in this season, he'd have still been on the halfway line, but I think he's come in, Jack, and he's really took to whatever the management team has said. And he wants to do well for Everton. That's a big bonus as well. And I think he's playing really well at the moment. Yeah, and you know he's a boy who's turned into a man as well, mm. isn't he? You know he came in as a young lad into a foreign it's country in a very high pressure circumstance. Mm. You know, one of his first games was in Norwich away, where everyone was paying for the manager's blood, mm. metaphorically, not mm. literally, but um, a sure high that. pressure environment. And then you know he's. Like you say, the comparisons to Dean and Baines, and you know, we switched to a manager who wanted more from him. And Frank Lampard wanted more from going forward, and he wasn't that type of player. He was brought in by a manager who wanted more of a strange fullback who wanted them to just be good at 1v1s and keep your positioning. And mm. he's had to learn that. And you know, maybe Dice is the first Everton manager who's took him aside and go, Look, this is how we work on that. This is how we develop that side of your game. Okay, you'll always be more comfortable at this end, mm. but we can still get you up to a certain standard. And I think maybe having that bit of care and then also seeing the results mm. in himself has gave him that confidence. It yeah. looks a lot and more then, natural, doesn't it? Yeah. The way he plays now. He, he, he doesn't look like a scared school kid. Well, if you anymore. look at him this season, performs like great against Salah, to be fair, mm. and Anfield with a really good game, strong against Rashford. You know, other players have played against him. He's done Saka, who's brilliant. He's had a good game mm. against him. So he's done really well, and obviously he was excellent last night. Anthony Gordon and Almiron kept trying to change, and neither got much change out of him. No. Newcastle had a chance 
early on at half chance we give the ball away and they've broken it it joe linton slid in almond and he just couldn't get it out of his feet and it, it's a, a weak shot of pickford but after that everton did have opportunities you know we mm. had a there was a half claim for a penalty on dominic calvert loom and he went through edit and the lad just shoved them and he headed it wide but then we had the great one by jack harrison fed domin and he scuffed the shot didn't it, he buddy. if he got hold of that properly i think we'd have been ahead and then we also seen dominic calvert lewin fire over from two or three yards out instead of just stabbing it goalwards i think he'd have scored mm -hmm. was there a moment at that time when you start to think here we go again these are big opportunities i was thinking of the xg like <laughs> the xg oh it's like a ticker in my head the xg um no, we we were making chances, weren't we? There was a, there was Dom had a header at the far post as well, didn't mm. he? From a good cross, I think it was Dwight McNeil. And but what we were doing was we were we were keeping the pressure on. Mm. We were keeping the pressure on. We weren't letting them settle. We were we were um, moving the ball well. You know, we were going long. We were going short. We were mixing it up, which is great. And we were just making chances. The ball was pinging around their box. You were, and it it was only that thing of like this is gonna. I've seen this. I've seen this film before. You know what I mean? We're on to we're on to part like whatever it is now of it, and and Dom's was so clear cut. You think are you gonna get a better chance than that? Because obviously Newcastle come with all the hype of where they are and what they're playing in and being in the Champions League and everything. But and sometimes you your mind plays into that, especially mm. when you haven't had good results at home. Um, and we have missed the chances. So to see him miss that chance, you're just thinking, is it gonna be one of those nights again? And it was a it was a it was a bad miss, and he's. He's what he's done is a little bit like better one on Saturday. He's he's just rushed it mm. instead of taking the time that he could that he that he, he had really. Mm. And that's what makes it worse. He had so much time to bring it down and, and just put it where he wanted and he hasn't. He's he's hit it at its highest point, I yeah. think. And he's he's hit and it with power. Mm. He's hit it with power and so it's flew over. So yeah, that was that would be a disappointing moment for him as well, because obviously yeah, it feels like he hasn't scored for a few games as mm. well, and obviously he was out at the weekend, so well, you know, his all-round performance is still fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, Jack, he, he, he should have just toe-poked at goalwards and I think he'd have scored. Cause it, but he did still work hard enough. He won, his, he won enough in the air. He was cushioning things down to people. I, I'll be honest, I think he had a great game, but I, he was still a handful for them and he was knocking them about. And he's always, that, the, the head of Ped soccer about McNeil done brilliant, squeezed across from him. The byline and he rises so well, doesn't he? And he gets a good connection on it. It's just the the Bravkas followed the cross really well and got himself in a good position. But yeah, he he didn't have a great game, but we're still seeing the benefits of having Dominic Calvert Lewin mm. on the pitch. You know, he worked hard. He was battling through the situation in the first half where he went in for the tackle, and then he was just on the floor battling with one of the midfielders mm. for the ball for one of our players to pick mm. up and. You know, we'll get into it in a bit more detail, but you made an intelligent run for when McNeil gets his goal. Mm. And, you know, not to criticise him because he got a goal and I'm very happy for him, but mm. I don't know if you see all of those benefits if Beto's on the pitch. Mm. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a bit more intelligent with his off-the-ball play. Obviously works very hard as well and didn't have his best game and easily could have had at least one goal. Mm. But I think as a player, our fan base has trust in him to get that performance back over the next few weeks because we know he can be a goal scorer he's already still got more goals in the league this season in less games than he played mm. last year mm. so you know he's already on the upturn you can see in himself he's a lot more confident and happy mm. so not the best day in front of goal but i still think yeah we know what he brings to this team we know how important he is 
Yeah, it's, it, having him in the team is huge, and then having the option with Beto on the bench, it's, it's a big thing for us. When in nil nil at half time, and I was again being here before, having me, you mm. know, you're looking and thinking he should be in front. I think the XG was two point something at half time and 0.5 for Newcastle, so we should have been ahead. And it was if we can carry on this in the second mm. half, we'll win the game. And it was a bit more even in the second half, neither team really creating anything clear cut for the first part of the second half and that's a guess where you're looking to the bench and Everton's obviously didn't have much on the bench to, to mix it up and the frustrating thing for me is there's like Dan Jumer on the bench but in my mind he's just not an option I just look and think if we take off Jack Harrison or if we'd have took off Dwight McNeil or if we'd have took off Ashley Young and put Dan Jumer in it. Yeah. You know that we're going to lose something because he doesn't yeah. track back. He doesn't wear. And that to me is really disappointing because he should be an X Factor option on the bench. He should be looking, going, he might be able to turn this game into our favour. We both had kind of like half chances in that. They, you know, we had a we had a couple of corners that one of them I don't know how it didn't go in. Yeah. Calvert Lewin heads it and it's one of their players and the Bradka smuggles it off the line. We had another back post one, which somehow they keep out. I don't know how they do. And then they had two opportunities for Anthony Gordon, both from Tarkovsky. You know, mm. one, Pickford gives me, I don't know what his touch is. It's a terrible first touch and Gordon rushes it. And the second one, he slices and nearly plays the assist of the season, which Gordon blazes over. And at 75 minutes at nil-nil, you're thinking, this is here for us. Yeah, These haven't really... They're not creating things. Gumeres mm. wasn't dictating who's going to be the one yeah. that turns it in our favour. And you're looking at that benching. The only one you can think of is is uh, Beto. Oh, yeah. But he puts Patterson on at that stage. Seamus had, had had a great game and ran himself into the ground. First game since May. Let's have a quick look at Seamus' numbers from last night because I thought he returned brilliantly. Uh, 33 touches, won 100% of his duels, four out of four, one interception, two tackles. I think that's three clearances. Um, there's his heat map, and you can see advanced in mm -hmm. towards their box, which is something that we don't always get from Ashley Young. But Coleman had had a, a really, really good return. He'd had Almer on at one time, that Gordon at the other. The fact they kept switching showed it how good a game he was having. It yeah. was a really good return for Seamus, wasn't it? And the defensive stats there are very good, but the thing that really stands out to me is that heat map mm. showing him all over the pitch. Mm. And, you know, that's the prototype for the Everton right-back performance. Mm. Now that's the standard set, and maybe you can do that with Patterson, who has the fresher legs to get up and down a bit quicker. But mm. Seamus has shown he's still got a lot to give this team, and having him on the pitch in what was, you know, a, an intense game, especially in the earlier stage as well. I think that does a lot of good as well because he's, he's just such a good voice on the pitch. Mm. And, you know, he's just such a character as well. He was having a go at, I think it was Gamarez down with a head injury and the physio tending to him and Coleman's having a go at him as well <laughs> while he's down. Like, I just love him and it's going to be a sad day when he's no longer in this Everton team. But, you know, we have got the young player who can take his place and, he come on and he's shown with his assist late on as well that he can do that job and I hope he gets that chance eventually. Well, it was a good return, Pep, wasn't it? Brilliant, brilliant. Just typical Seamus, just back into the action and, as you said, run himself into the ground. Hopefully it's nothing serious. And As the heat map shows, he was in all of the like major areas of the pitch that are important. 
for a right back. So now I, I he's a he's a he's a good player to have round. Um, he's probably still our best right back, mm. you know. And if we use him the right way, you'll get good returns from him. Mm. And and he he's a good defender. He can still get forward, and he's probably what we've been missing. And the manager clearly doesn't think Nathan Patterson's ready yet. Mm. So, but he's but but if he does believe he's the future, then who better to learn off than than him? Um, as I said, Ash, you know Ashley Young isn't a fullback. No, he's someone just playing fullback. Um, so yeah, no, it's good to have him back and just to just to have that, just to have a little slightly larger squad because as you mentioned, the the the, the bench there's nothing on it at all. But I did feel I felt like I felt like almost like in the first twenty minutes of that second half, both teams were just feeling each other out mm. again. Uh, I thought they were a little bit crisper in the passing. You can yeah, see why they're a good side. Yeah, yeah. You can see why they're a good side. The re- the passing is really crisp. Yeah. Whereas ours was sloppy mm. at times. You know, Garner and and Decore giving the ball away when there was like no reason to give why it away. Why can't they pass up all three yards? It's mad. They're fifteen yard passes yeah. are fine. I know. They get there, but they struggle. It's that. It's that quick... separate now. Yeah. But it's that quickness, isn't it? That quickness mm. of of thought more than anything else. It's like. And and I thought they were a little bit better, and yeah. Jack Harrison was starting to drop into midfield a little bit too much for me. But in the final third, that's where it ended for them. Whereas the opposite for us was, you know, once we got into the final third, that's when we came to life. But it was just that bit in the middle wasn't doing much. And I think both teams they're struggling with injuries, which mm. no, no one's really talked about them having injuries. Mm. I don't don't know. Maybe the fella in the widow didn't hadn't the smoke signals hadn't got them. I don't know, but. They've got injuries. They had no mm. bench. We had no real bench. Mm. And you've got to make those decisions and play. Managers will say, I imagine at our time, just don't run yourself into it. We've got big games. Mm. Don't run yourself. Just see how it feels. Make sure you just play the game as it is. And then win those moments, then it'll be time to step up. And mm. that's certainly what we did. Yeah, they do. They did knock it down nicely in the second half. That's what I mean by it was a bit more even. I thought in the first half, Everton just kept them a they just kept them like that mm. early, which is yes, they had the eyes ahead of, but mm. that's a similar one to Dom. Chance right. early for me. Um, they didn't do much. Second half, I thought they were much better the way yeah. they passed it around and work it, work it well. Gamirez is a good footballer, but his influence was less and less as the game went on, which is I've seen him have much more influence um, than what he did last night. But we did get the goal, and it was at a moment when. We just started to up the pressing again, because yeah. we had dropped, we had almost dropped into a four-four-one-one and gone. You have a bit of the ball, and we'll just sit and wait. And then, almost when Patterson came on, they upped it again. It was like a little bit of energy came back in the crowd, got onto it, and the goal is is excellent. Started with Dwight McNeil, and it the ball's out to Trippier, and you can see what Trippier wants to do. He's looking at Ed and rolling his foot on the ball, and he just takes his eye off it for a sec. McNeil's onto it, and we see him here taking the ball from Trippier. And then McNeil does brilliantly, drives at the heart of their defence. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, it's an arced run, which takes him onto the outside. We take it on again, and McNeil just attacks the space, gets into the penalty area, and we can see him drawing the footback. And he's just hit it between Lachelle's and Shard there into that gap. And Dubravka doesn't have any chance, and he, he whacks it past them. And uh, the roof came off Goodison. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was simply getting a reward for pressing high, going after them, and don't have to foul. Go and put them under pressure and see if they can make a mistake, Jack. And it was actually good to see Everton profit from a mistake because it seemed like even in the first part of this season, but last season, this was us. Whenever we made an error, yeah. 
it, 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 it got punished at the end of the net and it was great to, to see Everton do that to a, to a team, wasn't it? Yeah, and it came at a very good time for mm. us as well, you know, taking it back to what was just said, we had settled down for a minute, mm. you know, reserved that energy and then this was as we were just coming back into it. Mm. We had a period where all we really did with the ball was play it long to Dom, mm. but then had no one to pick up on the second ball anyway, that was just pure conserve the energy, don't mm. do anything stupid. We come back alive and it's almost immediately rewarded and yeah, you know, there's the element of look trippy and might not always make mistakes like mm-hmm. that. But they're very tired and very fatigued mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. you know, um, gotta put the pressure on them to make the mistakes. No, yeah. absolutely. And it, little known fact, they have got some injuries. You, but so, I did hear that. I yeah. did hear that. You don't but if in all seriousness though, if McNeil doesn't go steaming no, no, out to put it, McNeil could jog out there and go, Well, I'll just get goal side and get me shape. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. I think well, this he's is what seeing. some of the criticism was of the Man United game, wasn't it? Well, of that, me. We, we, that we weren't, mm. we weren't making those those mm. runs to to prop a proper. You see, press. I watched them Saturday night against United do that, yeah. and United just kept giving the ball away and panicking. And it was like, can we engage the crowd? And that we did, mm. and they did start to make errors. But he took it brilliantly, Pat, didn't he? Yeah, it was a fantastic finish, and you know we got it, got one on Saturday, and does it again, and. And again, he's confidence player. Mentioned that loads of times. Mentioned recently about him having to step up, and he has stepped up. And again, another player where it's fine lines between being just uh, doing a job and going, "Oh, he's done well today because he's done the work." To like, he's had a huge influence on the game, and that literally is just that like couple of extra percent. And I think that comes from confidence mm. more more than less. And that's what Dice gave him the day he came in. Mm. He's another one who, when he first came, I have my reservations about him because he looked another one who looked timid. You look terrified. Mm. Whereas now, he looks like it seemed like a celebration the last two games. Uh, you know, he's I'm a bit disappointed in bring out the Spider Man or yeah, something. But you know what I mean? Because he is it. now my best mate. Like you know, mm. we are gonna play a bit of Spider Man together. Brilliant. But um, you know, he he looks like he he wants the adulation of the crowd and and, and knows that he 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 deserves it. Mm. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's not a you know not criticizing these plays. Just like you've got more in you. And I think the last two games. We've seen him grab hold of taking that responsibility. And it is just those little things, by the way. It is just like, instead of just jogging over and going, well, I've done my job, I've stopped him from passing up the line, so he's had to pass it to the centre-back. Mm-hmm. It's that, no, I'm going to go and engage him in the last 10 minutes where, all right, I'm tired, but I'm going to put it the extra bit in. Mm-hmm. He's tired, let's see if he's got it. You force him to make, make a mistake and you've got the confidence to go on and drill one into the goal. And, and yeah, that's exactly what we want for him. That's what he was doing the second half of the season last season. And... Um, Let's just hope that continues because he really, he really can be a talisman to like McNeil because, because of of um, the goals we've seen him score. So, and because he he has again he's had that, he's had an arc, hasn't he? He's had an an arc like in a film, like a Spider-Man film. Exactly, almost. exactly. No, but you did mention you know in his celebrations he does appear to have a, a bit of cockiness. Yeah. About it, and I don't mind that. No, I because don't. you know I I don't want him celebrating. I don't like, want to point to me and go you you're you. not bad you were wrong. No, but you don't want to see him celebrate and be like, I can't believe it. Yeah. I've scored. You want him to know that yeah. have that belief in his that own talent. abilities yeah. and that, that self-reliance the, the, in himself. The Absolutely. word on the street is Jude Bellingham robbed Dwight McNeil's celebration. Oh, okay. That's the word. Fair enough. Hey, listen. He'll be to doubt it. Who's the real golden boy? <laughs> it was a great strike, and he's got that <laughs> lovely left foot when he, you know, engages it. Just do it a bit more. But it, was, it was brilliant. He got his reward. And that obviously reaffirms everything you're doing. What was good about it was we went after it again. We didn't just retreat then and go, can we just see the game out? Mm. Obviously, the manager made a change. He brought better on. The Dominic Calvert-Lewin. 
we tried to you know make sure that we, we pressed them again and we carried on doing what we were doing better was a different challenge for them he's all arms and legs and can run um, and again it's just pressure again mm. and we're going to see it from jack harrison putting trippier under pressure again this mm. time closes it down harrison nicks the ball and we're away and he drives into the penalty area everton have got options we've got mcneil we've got the core we've got beto circled harrison drives into that box cuts it square to dwight mcneil who you're thinking will he just side foot it in but he decides to play the yeah. moise keen pass the moise keen i like pass, to call it yeah and um, doesn't want to take the goal himself mm. plays it off to the core who's arriving and the core does brilliantly just hits it back where the goalies come from yeah and into the net and that was a lovely feeling to see that hit the back of the net um 86 minutes or something wasn't yeah. it to give Everton a two goal cushion and again the reward that's 10 in 30 games for the core yeah, under Sean Dyche which is amazing mm. um, be made up of your striker getting that but that just gave us that little bit of breathing space, but again, reaffirmed, put them under pressure, press high. This is what Newcastle do to teams at St. James's mm -hmm. Park and have had the rewards. We were getting it last night, and again, further evidence of that. Yeah, and it's just the idea of being able to switch it like that, isn't mm -hmm. it? You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to get back into the game, come forward, we can win the ball back and instantly get up the pitch. That's what you need to be able to do if you're a team that's comfortable not having the ball. It's quickly transition up the pitch and make them pay convince them they can commit men forward because they're trying to attack, they're getting on the ball and mm. take it back off them and just run up the other ends. And, you know, for Decore to get that goal as well, I thought he did quite well in a slightly more reserved position than he's been in this season under Dyche. But mm. to still come up with a goal as well, it shows his quality, making those runs from deep into the box. And yeah, 10 and 30 from midfield for a mid-table team last season, the relegation fighting team, it's a great return. And, He's been given a new lease of life under Dyke, mm. hasn't he? Yeah, and he's all credit to him. He's took it on and he's, you know, got himself in. He's, he was everywhere. Like, I don't think it was his best game because he'd give the ball away a lot last night, but he was just everywhere and he put tackles in and he is one who will come up with the goal, won't he? And he probably isn't as effective at Goodison as he is away because no. we don't do that enough. Mm. We don't drive at teams and get balls in around the box for him to arrive late, but... He, he took that brilliantly and obviously it's five, I think, for the season for him now already and it's uh, it's absolutely brilliant, put us 2-0 up. I'll be honest, please refrain from singing things like Gordon, Gordon, <laughs> what's the score when there was still a lot of time left in it. Yeah. Were you not all at the Newcastle game under Carlo Ancelotti when we were 2-0 up in the 91st minute yeah. and drew 2-2? Didn't enjoy that, I'll yeah. be honest. Um, they then, ironically, had a couple of their best chances in the whole game. They had one that was pinging around our box and the lads hit it into the floor and I think it might have been... Headed over. Who headed it Al over? Almiron heads it over and it, you, you know, huge sigh of relief when it lands on top of the net. And then they had the Isaac one, which is a great first touch. So he dinked it over Pickford. Luckily, we had men back and he overran it. And once we kind of got past that, mm -hmm. you were like, right, maybe we are going to see this out now and the 10 minutes on the ball 10 wasn't, minutes wasn't the greatest i don't thing. understand where that where 10 minutes come from i don't no People well rolling around was it just for the 10 points was it just first yeah. he said nine minutes as well and in the 30 seconds since he said that he found another minute some i don't mad. know i don't know how that works absolutely mad but we did we did add a third goal mm. in that time in beto time um and what a goal it was absolutely sensational goal uh, we'll talk a bit more about it in a minute, but 
this is the final ball from Nathan Patterson. He just plays a tremendous little mm. round the corner. Beto makes a great run. We see him on the next one driving in towards the goal. Now you're thinking, should he take it to the corner flag? But no, he's got the run on the centre-back. And off he goes, heading towards the goal. We take it on again. He's given himself options here. He can either roll it towards that far post where Dwight McNeil was making the run. He can go the far post himself with a shot. Or he can take another touch. And he takes it right on top of Dubravka and just gets it out of his feet and slides it under the keeper and into the net. You can see him wheeling away there. Um, and obviously it was a hugely special moment for him. His first goal at Goodison Park, his first goal mm. in the Premier League. And this is what the, uh, the Gladys Lee thought of it as well. There you go, tremendous. Uh, just to take it back before I bring the lads in, there was 30 passes leading up mm. to that goal. This is the pass map. Uh, this is from the Optum Analyst. Um, and it just shows the diversity of the passes down that left-hand side and it eventually gets worked back to Jordan Pickford. He plays it up to Patterson. He cushions the header back to Tarkovsky. It goes back to Patterson and then it's forward and off mm. we go to Beto and Ped. What a goal. I think there's only Man City who've had the longer pass sequence and scored a goal in the Premier League yeah. this season. But unbelievable. I'll be honest, I didn't realise when we scored we'd had 30 passes. Because you just sort of... Really? Blo- oh, you blo- I just it's like, the old lay bit. It's the, it's, you don't... Uh, I don't know. With mm. me, sometimes I can just like completely forget what happened 10 seconds before a goal goes in. Um, no, it's the right ball from Patterson. It's a great run. I'll be honest, I did think... I thought he was offside. I just thought, how on earth are you onside? Mm. Um and he was either going to fall over or score. Because he just looks so unbalanced. Mm. But that's part of... It's full power one shot, isn't he? It's, it's the shirt. Because he's running, it gets full of air. Mm. Um, Need a tighter shirt. Yeah. No, it was, um, that's the goal he's going to score, isn't it? Because he is... You know, Sean Dyche was asked about this in the press conference the other day. And he was like, him and Dom aren't similar. This is what he needs. I spoke about it after the Forest game. Back to goal. He's not a back to goal striker. He's a striker who needs the ball at his feet carrying it forward mm. he is a bit you know you don't know it does he know what he's going to do clearly he does but he's got he's, he's it, it's not it's not almost it's not really pretty is it it doesn't look pretty the run mm. doesn't but he's he knows what he wants to do and i think that's the ball we have to play more to him and we have to know that as a team and we have to if he starts games we have to maybe change our our tactics slightly to just play the ball down the mm. channel. And if that's how he holds it up then, then that's how you have to use it. Mm. I don't think pinging the ball to his chest or asking him to do flick-ons really suits how he plays. And that'll frustrate him even more. Yeah. Whereas in, that's the chance. You go back and watch videos from his time in Italy, mm. they're the chances. They're the that's the kind of goals he scores. Mm. So we, it was good that, I think when he was on the pitch, I think a couple of times we tried to play it down the side to him. And he's, you know, he's got the goal. And I think everyone's the lighter for him because you can tell how hard he's working, um, how difficult it's been because obviously Don come back into the side nearly straight away. He hasn't had that chance, but he took the goal brilliantly. And you can tell everybody loves him at the club as well. You can tell everyone wants him to do that because he obviously goes in and trains very hard every day to become a success. Mm-hmm. Jack, it'll, it should do in the world of good, shouldn't it? His first Premier League goal, first goal at Goodison. He scored at the Gladys Street's end. He's kissing the bads. We know 
he's liked Everton for 10 years and stuff, you know, it was Lukaku, he loved, didn't he, and all of that, Sam Yetu yeah. and all of that stuff. So it's a great story, isn't it? For someone who, I mean, you touched on it in one of the live shows, he got into the pre the professional game late, so it's almost that appreciation of everything he's got. It makes him so likeable as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Lukaku. It was mm. a very Lukaku-esque goal, especially <laughs> from his early years, but, you know, mm. just drops the shoulder, using that pace and power to keep his men off him. And it, Look, we sat here on Monday and we spoke a lot about Beto and just said he needs that goal. Mm. He needs that goal, so he stops snatching at chances and he doesn't have to wonder where's my first Premier League goal going to come from. Mm. Ironically, he showed a lot of composure with the finish because he just slid it through the Bravka's legs quite mm. easily. And yeah, massive moment for him. And I'm dead happy for him because mm. we know Dom's still going to be favoured, at least in the short term, going forward. But how good is it to have an option? Mm. How good is it to have someone who, who is a bit mad but like clearly has a lot of affection for the club and you know allows us to play a similar way than we that we do when we have Calvert Lewin because they're both big presences, big profiles. Mm but gives us something slightly different with the ability to run with the ball and carry it. And, yeah, look, we're not going to be doing 30 pass moves very often this no. year. But when we can keep the ball for a little bit, draw the opposition out, and then just play that um, that ball down the line, having someone to run onto it, beat the full back to it, just shrug him off with his shoulder, that's something we haven't had since Lukaku. And it is just that another option. It's another card in the deck, isn't it, that we can play. Well, I mean, Ped, we saw this at Brentford earlier in the season when Beto had, had been up front. Mm -hmm. We took him off and put Dominic Calvert-Lewin on yeah. and Dom come on and scored. And it was like bringing a centre-forward yeah, yeah. off and having someone that comes on and scores goals. Well, you know, again, last night Dom comes off and Beto comes on and gets mm -hmm. one. It, that's great because it, it gives you that thing of, yeah, we have got the we have got a serious option on the bench, mm. whichever one it is. And then obviously, hopefully, as we develop and as Chimiti develops, he becomes another one who might might get you a goal every now and again. So we need that, don't we? And yeah, if you haven't you got know. if you haven't got much else, you can change. I mean, obviously, Patterson come on was in force, but you would imagine he still would look to. Well, make he was that ready sub. to be fair. He was. You would look to, to think he would make that mm. sub anyway. So that's really the only other sub that he's looking to make. There's no mm. centre midfielders. And he's obviously mentioned it many times. He just doesn't fancy Dan Juma. No. Um, so it is, and it, and it, it. I was a, I was a bit surprised to see Dom go off. To be honest, I thought. But the manager, the manager obviously thinks, well, that's a change I can make. Mm. That is going to mix it up. That mm. is going to stop them from pushing on. Mm. You know, the one nil down, they're going to throw everything. But if we throw another a different kind of centre forward on, suddenly they've got to start thinking about are these going to get a second rather are we going to get the equaliser? And it worked out perfectly. He mm. did he did really well when he came on and he he um that that's why you paid the money, isn't it? Last year we had no no centre forwards. This year we've got two. And um they're both hopefully you know going together at the same sort of same sort of speed where you can maybe you can You've got that on Saturday. Dom's not available. I don't think any of us went. Oh God, it's a disaster. Mm. Beto plays. Doesn't have doesn't have a great game. Should have scored. But but I think we all thought, well, he's got he's got time now under his belt. He can use that for another game. Mm -hmm. Gives uh, uh, gives Dom an option to come back. Uh, so yeah, it's it was great to see him score, and and the manager has got that now. That if, if you've got one sub at least, exactly. Uh, meant to do this before Dwight McNeil obviously opened the score and, and worked his socks off and will probably be credited with an assist for it brushing off his ankle um, but let's have a look at his numbers from the game again work right down that left hand side 64 touches one goal one assist 
Mm -hmm. Four key oh. passes and had an 80% passing accuracy. Um, and again, is is obviously the goal of the weekend, the winner, key goal last night. Moments like this are going to give him the confidence, Jack, to realise that. Like Ped said before, he, he is starting to enjoy the adulation, you know, no disrespect to Burnley, but he's playing on a much higher scale now with the intensity and a, the a fan base there well. and, the, and the expectation comes up with big goals like this. He will be lauded by the fan base, won't he? Yeah, and, you know, two goals in two games mm. now as well. There's not many Everton players who can say that this year. We've struggled for goals and mm. last year he was our best source of goals. So, you know, hoping he can do that again this year. Mm. But, you know, obviously do that in a team where he's not the only one now. Mm. And it's a good sign that he can still get goals and still contribute, even though it's not just through him. Because now we've got the core A5 and we've got Dombach and, you know, Harrison's going to get a couple and obviously Beto as well, but, you know, McNeil can hopefully still get his five to seven goals that he got last year. Mm. Do that again for us. And again, it comes down to confidence. Just his chances he's had this year where you can tell he's just over 40 mm. a little bit. He had one in this game. Yeah. Mm. He's just over 40 a little yeah. bit, just not put his foot through it. Mm. Whereas he's had this chance and the forest chance, which weren't massively dissimilar, the angle of it, and he's mm. just struck them perfectly. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. He knows he can do it. He's shown us he can do it. Mm. So just stop overthinking it. We know you're a good player. We've got that belief in you because he's got two goals in two games yeah. as well. If he doesn't get one on Sunday, I don't think anyone's going to be calling for his head no. either because he, he's got that credit mm. in the bank now. Absolutely. Uh, Ped, we don't get a, a 3-0 win without the centre-backs no. playing really well. And Tarki was he played well. Yeah. Had a couple of hairy moments, which, you know, he tried to create mm. the goal for Anthony Gordon. Um, but he did play well. But Brantwaite, I thought, was exceptional yeah, last yeah. night. And this is his stats from, from last night. 48 touches, 100% of his eight duels there. One interception, one tackle, seven clearances. I think his aerial duels with I think he won all his twelve out of twelve. Twelve wasn't out it? of twelve aerial duels. There's his heat map. He is absolutely fantastic, isn't he? Very calm, very composed. You can give him the ball. He doesn't lose it. Mm. He doesn't make mad decisions. As you said, he's 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 such an all-round good player mm. because he has got that strength in the air. But yeah, it's really good on the floor as mm. well. Physically, a big lad. Not many get the better of him. Learning all the time, and as a partnership, they've been very, very solid and dependable. And yeah, Tarkowski in the last couple of games has made a couple of mistakes where you just like don't need to do them. Yeah. They're like not mistakes where it's like you know he's been caught mm. on, on the ball stupidly. But Brantwaite doesn't really put himself in those situations, and he's as I said, he's someone that I think from literally day one I've always thought. Would have a would have a um, would have a, a a big a big future, and he's starting to show that now. And yeah, sky's the limit with him. Got to keep got to keep um, improving. He's got to keep improving as he keeps improving. We've got to improve as well, and try and keep on keep on at Everton for a while. He played one pass in the second half to Harrison, and it just it just Harrison couldn't quite get hold of it. He bent it. It was an unbelievable ball. And if Harrison put his leg, if yeah. he would have pulled it down, it would have been... I'm glad he didn't, actually, because that would have been like, oh, he's definitely moving to Arsenal. <laughs> it was that good a pass. But he was sensational and has been fantastic. Uh, let's have a look at the stats from the, the game overall. 
Uh, Everton 3, Newcastle nil. 21 shots for the Blues, 13 for Newcastle, 6 on target for Everton, 3 for Newcastle, 3 big chances for Everton, 4 for Newcastle, that's not what I've seen, but there you go. Uh, 39% possession in that sweet spot, sweet which spot. is always good for us. It's it's a possession. Again, I've seen... Th- I don't know where Ned gets his stats when no. I really don't, because they, they seem to be different from everywhere mm. I look, but it was 38% from where I, what I've seen, which is literally the sweet spot. So. Well, listen, it's sweet spots and, and, and everything else is that we were in it. We were in a zone that we're comfortable with. Yeah. We don't like... Um, we don't like having too much of the ball, do we? We don't. It's just the way it is, isn't it? I've just looked on Sky... Uh, big chances, three for Everton, three for Newcastle. So there you go. Yeah. And at the game, you would have seen that as well. Uh, although the XG, Everton was three points something. Newcastle was 1.5. Mm. So you would suggest a 3-1 yeah. win for Everton would have yeah. been fair. Um, great win. And on to Sunday now. Yeah. It's a, a massive game again against a team that if Everton wouldn't have had a point deduction, Everton would actually be above by a point. Absolutely, yeah. And it's a it's great, a it's, it's a, not bad. It's a, but it's a great chance, isn't it, yeah. to to keep a bit of momentum going? It, it'll be a difficult game. They're very much like Manchester United for me that they have got brilliant individuals, but mm. just right now as a team, they're not together. Two o'clock on a Sunday at Goodison, mm. can you get at them? And if you can, I they think don't like playing in the north. Them. I believe so. It's an opportunity, like though, isn't weather, it? No. It's an opportunity no. for Everton to go and you know, get huge, another positive huge result. Huge opportunity. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, they can. Let us know what you think in the comments section below. We'll be carrying on on Trophy TV Premier now. Uh, give the video a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't. If you want to become a Trophy TV Premier member, the link is in the description. The QR code will be on the screen now. See you later.